0: Hello, good morning, and welcome. It's Tuesday, the 3rd of September, 2019. This is episode 110. Today, when in Rome, how are autonomous cars going to learn how to drive in different driving cultures? Optimus Ride rolls out! And will the autonomous car revolution truly bring about a renaissance in Detroit and Pittsburgh? All this, right now. All right, so to kick things off today, um, there's a pretty cool article over at Fast Company. It's called The Problem with Autonomous Cars That No One's Talking About. And and the point of the article is that autonomous cars are going to need to drive like locals. So, for example, um, you've got Waymo developing its cars, say, on these runway-sized boulevards of Arizona. Imagine what would happen if you took one of these things and you dropped them into the chaos of, say, San Francisco or Boston streets or onto the impossibly hectic streets of Naples, not Naples, Italy, Naples, Florida, where traffic signals and red lights are really nothing more than a ignored suggestion. This is actually a really big deal. It's a pretty important question to think about, um, because it's true. I mean, if autonomous cars are indeed learning by, well, training based on their immediate surroundings, then there is in fact no way that the current System of training will possibly prepare these things for use for deployment in other cities around the world. It's just not going to work. Sure, of course, one day, once the uh, intelligence of the autonomous driving computers are sophisticated enough, once the lidar or computer vision have reached such sophistication, you know, these cars can effectively learn on the fly and adapt to local driving customs. Um, Sure, at that point, then, yeah, I guess it'll be a non-issue. But that's many, many decades away at best. Um, And just to kind of give an example of what I'm talking about here. So I may have mentioned this in the past at some point. I don't know. um, You know, people like to joke about the fact that nobody in Los Angeles ever uses their turn signal indicators. Um, Yeah, I stopped using mine while driving in LA, too. And there's a very good reason for this. As my good friend has said on several occasions. there's just too many damn people trying to go too many places at too high of a speed. And so the idea is that if you want to change lanes, if there's a hole in the traffic, for God's sake, just do it. just just make the lane change and be done with it already. But whatever you do, don't signal and take time and dawdle and ask the person in the next lane to please slow down and let me in. That's annoying. That's super annoying. No, if there's a hole in the traffic, just dart in and take it and stop wasting everybody's time. Um, and it actually kind of makes sense. For those of you who live in LA, you probably know what I'm talking about here. Uh, the idea is to get all the cars just kind of flow like water or syrup, as is more often the case, I suppose. But, but anyway, you see my point, right? So, so it's really, really important to make sure that cars do in fact drive uh, while adhering to the local customs. So how is this going to work? how is it actually going to be possible to 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 make sure that say waymo or or cruise automation or or i don't know uh optimus ride or uh, maimability how are we going to make sure these companies cars how are they going to make sure that they that they're able to adapt to other cities never mind other countries so it, it just suddenly occurred to me it seems to me like there that this kind of presents a really awesome business opportunity for several companies really to take up the challenge of effectively producing autonomous vehicle driving data packs as it were. So just kind of thinking out loud here, right? So we've got for our computers, for our, for our cell phones, we've got font packs. We've got language packs so that your phone can be English, French or Arabic or anything else. Besides we've got skins for our web browsers, which I never understood why. Um, and so, so it kind of makes sense to me that, that autonomous car companies could effectively outsource this data to other companies who have then specialized on a particular geographic region. I'm trying to think of some more analogies here, but I'm sort of drawing a blank. Um, but I suppose to use a really micro level and going back to aviation, as I always like to do, obviously every individual airport has its own approach charts with all of its incredibly impressive, uh, nuanced detail. Things like 30-foot tree, 10 degrees to the left of center line. You know, it's really impressive stuff. And obviously the aircraft themselves are developed, tested, and deployed to, to be adequate in a general sense. But then the aircraft and, of course, the flight crew have to be trained how to use the aircraft at every runway they operate in and out of. Well, same thing with the autonomous cars. I think I think the idea going forward is that it's going to have to be the case that you've got these cars that are developed, tested, and deployed to be satisfactory in general, but indeed for specific cities, maybe even neighborhoods, but certainly countries, regions around the world, these cars then are going to be, it's going to need to be the case that they are effectively updated with, outfitted with, Datasets unique to that particular to that particular region, right? So, uh, again, just imagine your car has been trained. Okay, let's let's forget such extreme examples of say Arizona and pretty much anywhere else. Let, let's let's say um, San Francisco, right? So, cruise automation testing on the streets of San Francisco. Those cars would probably do pretty well, say in Boston, but they would still be absolutely useless if you drop them into I don't know just about any city, say in India, for instance. Um, Or again, I'm actually going to pick on Naples because I actually have driven in Naples. I say I've driven. Absolutely not. Not me personally, but I was a passenger. I will never drive in Naples. Did try once briefly driving in Rome. Also something I will never do again. Um, But yeah, that's kind of exactly what I'm talking about, right? So this, as, as I talk out loud here, it kind of reminds me, I think there is... I think that is sort of what scale.ai are doing, right? Uh, Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, scale, one of the things they do anyway is they effectively crowdsource testing data from many different autonomous car companies who opt in such that they can then sort of share that data to other autonomous car companies. The idea being create one big sort of melting pot of all this autonomous car testing data from which everyone else can learn and improve their own autonomous car systems. I think that I'm right. That is what scale.ai is doing. And that's a neat step in the right direction. I think it's a good example, certainly a good analogy for what I'm what I'm talking about here. But But I really do think, and I would be very surprised if we didn't see some businesses start to pop up, some companies that do only that. They just produce and then sell effectively autonomous car regional driving data to the various autonomous car companies. Now, I say this, and I'm realizing I have no idea how this would work. So so one of the first things I started thinking about, um, and then I started re-recording this segment because I realized it made no sense whatsoever what I was saying. Um, so so we've got a lot of um, so-called HD mapping companies out there, right? So there's Here Technologies. They are producing incredibly high-fidelity maps, real-time maps, meaning they are crowdsourced, so they actually update in real-time as driving conditions change. So for instance, if a tree should fall over in the road, well, this data will then be picked up by all the other cars that, that see that change and share it accordingly. Um, they can pick up windshield wiper data to immediately indicate that there is, in fact, uh, wet conditions on the road. Um, Henning Latkan's company, uh, Atlatech we, we chatted with Henning uh, last season, um, they are doing also HD mapping uh, using computer vision, not LiDAR. Very impressive stuff. Um, and, and so there's a lot of mapping companies out there right but but it still raises the question you know mapping is one thing training autonomous car training autonomous cars how to drive you know actually building up the data sets necessary for the cars that's an entirely different thing to just the mapping data right so yeah again just kind of thinking out loud here i'm not really sure practically how this could be accomplished i suppose Hmm. I suppose it would be one of two things. If it's a big enough company like say Waymo, I suppose they're just going to start deploying various vehicles in other cities. Um, but of course Waymo being that most of their testing data is simulation, then the question becomes how do you simulate these other cities? Um, I suppose alternatively uh, a startup could come along and say, hey, Waymo or Cruise, hey, we want to start creating city data, autonomous car driving data for you guys. Can we I don't know. Borrow one of your cars. So in that sense then, um the likes of Waymo or Cruise Automation or I don't know, Ford's Argo AI or any of these companies, right? They would they'd be able to effectively give one or several of their cars to whatever companies in these other cities and then that company can effectively start training the cars in those cities, maybe building simulations that could then be used um Back home, so so I don't know. I, on the one hand, the more I talk about this, the more sense it makes. On the other hand, the more I talk about it, the less feasible this sounds. Um, but I'm not really sure. So let me just actually open it up to you. Um, let me know your thoughts. Shoot me a tweet on Twitter at autonomous Hogue. Reach out to me on the website MarkHogue.com. Let me know what you think because it is a really, really seriously big question. How are we going to train autonomous vehicles to drive everywhere from Arizona? to Naples, Italy, and everywhere in between, while making sure that they abide by local customs and driving culture. Now let me know your thoughts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, so let's finally talk a bit about Optimus Ride. I just can't help but say their name in Optimus Prime's voice, because of course. Um, So a neat article over at MIT News uh, about their successful deployments going on in boston albeit at a rather limited scale primarily in the seaport area of boston kind of bummed out i didn't get a chance to meet up with any of them while i was out there but uh next time hopefully for sure um so so what's neat about optimus ride is that they're effectively doing what i've been proposing for quite some time this then is sort of a neat segue out of last episode's discussion where i suggested really emphatically that Autonomous Car companies need to really just completely forget about level five, certainly outside the research lab, and really just focus on the testing and rapid deployment of level four. And and so what Optimus Ride is doing is really precisely that. They are focusing only on uh, certain limited environments. So for example, uh, residential and commercial communities, retirement communities, corporate and university campuses, airports, resorts. You know, and this is a really, this this to me is the right way to do things. This is absolutely the right move. This is the right strategy. And I think that if Optimus Ride keep pushing at it, they are, they stand a chance of really pulling out in the lead insofar as actual customer, insofar as an actual customer product, meaning a thing that you or I can just queue up on our phones and use not just in these limited areas but my point is that if they start if they continue to really fast track testing and deployment in these areas then we're going to see them take the lead I think in terms of deployment throughout cities generally and most likely I think as we'll see on uh, dedicated bus lanes as, as I've discussed in the past so Optimus rides uh, CEO he says you know, um, you know, uh, we believe that this is the first addressable market. This meaning uh, these limited kind of communities, um, because we believe the first autonomous vehicles that'll generate profit and make business sense will appear in these environments because you can build the tech much more quickly. And and that's kind of the whole point, right? It, it's a lot easier to test and deploy in limited geographic regions. And what do we call that? That's effectively level four, rather than trying to develop a tech for use in all areas, right? So y uh, you know, to put a particular number on it, uh, you know, if you've got a small geographic region, you, you see an intersection, say, 10,000 times. Well, that's a very different thing entirely to seeing 10,000 intersections all across the country, but only one time. And that is a very loud helicopter outside, if you heard that. Um, so So, yeah, so I think I'm just going to kind of leave it at that just wanted to drop this note about Optimus Ride for the record. I think they're really I think they're really doing things right. And this is not to knock say for, inst- for instance Cruise Automation here in San Francisco, but but it kind of is, right? Because I've said time and again that I just I firmly believe in Cruise's defense that if they would do a similar thing, if they would just forget about this whole level 5 thing, which effectively they have done now, right? Um but whether it's Cruise, whether it's Optimus Ride, if they would just continue to focus on this limited deployment and indeed to work more closely with cities and get permission to be used in dedicated bus lanes and frankly in optimus rides case maybe even bus i mean uh, bike lanes i, I, I could see the big pushback now already but just just bear with me i mean these are little tiny what well, relatively little tiny pod cars i mean th- there is an argument to be made i don't know if it's the right argument but i think there's an argument to be made that these could be safely deployed in bike lanes. I mean, they certainly don't travel any faster than bikes, unless I'm mistaken. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Um, And they're small enough. They would certainly fit in a bike lane, I think. And frankly, look, if they can prove to, shall we say, coexist safely without running over bicyclists um, or alternatively without bicyclists, you know, getting in their way and impeding their progress to the point that they become basically useless, then frankly, that itself would be a pretty good accomplishment. I mean, that'd be pretty amazing. So, um, yeah, I guess if anyone's at Optimus ride and wants to kind of touch base with me and give me some further insight into what you guys are up to, uh, you know, I think it'd be really awesome to have you guys on the show. So, uh, anyway, we'll come back, check in more with Optimus pride, not pride, not prime Optimus ride (laughs) in the future. This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. So there's an interesting discussion over on Reddit about uh, an article on The Telegraph uh, in the UK uh, about the rebirth of Detroit and how self-driving cars are effectively transforming Motor City. Um, so, interestingly enough, if you if this sounds at all familiar, well, that's good. That means you follow me on Twitter. Um, back in March of this year, I ran a poll which read, do you think that the burgeoning autonomous vehicle revolution can make cities like Detroit and Pittsburgh, the next Silicon Valley type mega hubs in the coming decades? Well, the results were kind of all over the place, and admittedly, there weren't statistically significant numbers of, of voters. Okay, only 11, really. Um, but the the winner was not really at 45%. Um, 9% said absolutely, 27% said maybe, but at a smaller scale, and 18% said not a chance. Well, I fall and fell then firmly into the camp of absolutely that autonomous vehicles would absolutely bring about an incredible economic renaissance in both detroit and pittsburgh so this article uh, it is behind a paywall so i'm just going based on what little i've seen on reddit here although it looks like there's a full copy paste yeah there is actually a full copy paste <laughs> um but but yeah so and, and you know this isn't too surprising though i think right so pittsburgh obviously uh cmu carnegie Mellon university they've got something like five different autonomous car companies um Based in Pittsburgh, obviously Detroit with with GM, which of course owns Cruise Automation. Of course, Ford is out there. University of Michigan at Ann Arbor has the the perfectly acronymed uh, center called CAR, the Center for Automotive Research. Um, I mean, there's a ton of ton of stuff going on in those cities. Uh, May is based in Detroit, and you know, there's obviously a lot of discussion, rightfully so, about the fears that autonomous vehicles could, in fact. Hurt the economy, right? By putting large swaths of the economy uh, out of work. Certainly, there's the very real concern about truck drivers, commercial truckers. You know, what are they going to do when automation effectively deletes the need for their skill set entirely? So, so I think that's definitely a very real concern. It's a very valid one, certainly. But, but I think on the flip side, I mean, if this autonomous car revolution can bring about an entire economic Resurgence, a renaissance in, you know, throughout the entire cities of Detroit and Pittsburgh. I mean, on net, this sounds like a tremendous win. So I don't really, I can't really see any argument to the contrary. Um, and let's not forget, this is such a tech-heavy industry, obviously, tech from all aspects, right? The physical manufacturing of the vehicles, to of course all the software design. It's going to be attracting a lot of really talented individual individuals from all over the world. And so, OK, for better or worse then this risks making, I guess, Detroit and Pittsburgh, maybe another San Francisco uh, or what's happening to Seattle or Boston, where it basically ends up pricing everybody else out of the city. Yeah, I'm not suggesting that there aren't some downsides, but considering the really tragic state of things in the last couple decades in both uh, Detroit and Pittsburgh, I'd say any sort of a win is a win full stop. Um, but, yeah, let me know your thoughts, especially folks who live out there in Detroit or Pittsburgh. I'd be really curious to get your thoughts on this. It'd be cool to have you on the show and have a talk about the impact that autonomous cars are currently having already on your respective cities and the projections for the coming five to 10 years down the road. All right, well, that's a wrap for today. Don't forget to follow me on all social media at Autonomous Hogue. That's A-U-T-O-N-O-M-O-U-S-H-O-A-G. If you'd like to shoot me an email, you can do so through my website at markhoge.com. Also, for all interview requests, head on to MarkHogue.com. There's a link in the top right corner. You can submit a questionnaire. I'll give it a read, and if it's a good fit, I'll reach out to you shortly. Thanks again so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of the week. I will see you back here on Friday.